Well, I was going to actually advertise for a new assistant, but how would you like the role? Oh, is the bear a Catholic? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I will need a much taller chair for this desk. Oh, no, that's a standing desk. Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's, haul at the waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll. It's time to neighbours. CJ Kate Bayer. Let's get the neighbours. Hello, this is Neighbours. We are the Neighbours Recap Podcast. We talk about the most recent episodes of the Aussie Soap Neighbours that just went to air. And we are in Melbourne in the PirateNet studios. I'm Vaya, and I have return guest returning again, Charisma. Welcome back. I'm everywhere. And fresh from Lasseter's New York. Hello. CJ. <laughs> well, how was, how, how are the gang? How's Elle? How's Andrew? Oh, Elle was good. I mean, she tried to fit me in for brunch. Oh, uh, and? Um, I mean, she didn't show up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm upset I'm going to miss Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, because he's probably going to go and stay in the penthouse over there probably. Yeah, well, Paul's going to take him over. He's going to chauffeur him over there. <laughs> I don't know why that would make um, Amy feel better about it. But no. anyway, yeah. Um, having Paul in a situation doesn't generally make it safer. Well, we will talk about the characters where losing and the characters we're gaining. Mm-hmm. I also have someone else in the studio. I've got our very own version of Baby Gigantor. <laughs> <laughs> Our friend's baby Archer is here and recently, like he's he's birthed of tall parents and I used to make fun of Paige's baby on Neighbours, Gigantor, Yeah, because I thought there was no way a baby could be that huge. But it's true. Turns out they can be. (laughs) And I take it all back, Gabe, baby Gabe. So this, in current standing, that means that your child's going to walk like when he's six months old, I think it was, that, that Giganto was walking? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, so Kat, just keep an eye out. He'll be taking the car for a spin soon. Now, before we get into the week and do Neighbours Council business, let's just talk about, I want to talk about New York and I want to talk about Jimmy before we kick off on the deep dive episode we're going to do. Yep. CJ, you went to New York yep. and Texas. Yep. You planned that trip, I guess, what, four hours before you left and hopped on a plane? Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you generally book a ticket. Don't pop a name on it or anything. Yeah. Just 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 book it. Yeah. And then about, I mean, only half an hour. I never packed my suitcase. I just went, <laughs> which is actually kind of true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't understand how so, – he didn't even pull out of school. No. So, Charisma, did you catch any of that Jimmy exit storyline? I didn't see the actual exit. I did watch another episode because I was confused about which one I was meant yes, to watch. that was my fault. Uh, bad, ad, bad admin. <laughs> so, I saw them decide he was going to go, but that's, yeah. that's all. And this is where I get my writer brain goes into overdrive because they really just needed one sentence or two to fix the weirdness of the sudden departure. Yep. So, Jimmy's real dad said that, I've got a job opportunity in New York, my toiletries business People need me to hold the toiletries because I'm very attractive. Yeah. It's going to go under <laughs> if I don't be in the city that never sleeps. Yeah. Is that what they call New York? Yeah. Or is that Vegas? No, no, it's okay. New York, yeah. They've offered his son a place at a prestigious New York school. They've got a really good science program yeah. and maths and extracurricular activities, which I feel for New York high school might be cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> or just urban basketball. Yeah. It's got to be some Gossip Girl Academy. Yeah. And because Daddy didn't book, make any decisions promptly. Because he's not a good dad. Well, because he decided he wasn't going. Yeah, he said, no, he said, I want to be, be a good dad. I want to hang around and we're going to play chess. Oh, yeah, that's true. Jimmy's maybe 14 now, 15. Yeah, look, and his voice dropped a few decibels. And now I guess that in his contract, 
well, he's got to leave. He's got to get yeah. out. Um, I just don't understand. So, firstly, I want to know what couple of lines would have fixed the fact that they that yeah. had to leave. So, the excuse they gave on the show, they decided, yes, I do want to spend more time with my dad. Yes, Kirsch has decided to convince me that I want to go and eat the big pizza in New York. Yep. And that sounds fun. Yes, I want to go. Cool. It's going to be a little while to get organised and get over there. Then they got a call from the school saying they've revoked your position. They gave it to someone else. And so if we want this position, you have to leave. We have to leave tomorrow so you can start school on Monday. Yeah. And now firstly, it's nearly June. Most schools have packed up for the year. They don't start back till August. Yeah. There's three months of summer holidays. Yeah. Thirdly, what school cares if you're paying from the Monday with you come on Wednesday? Yeah. It's like, cool. We... Whatever. Jam them in. It's an American classroom. So my fix was if they had said, we've given away his position. However, there is an opening in our summer program, our summer course, which is elite. And he can come to that, but that starts on Monday. Summer school. Why did they need this weird intrigue anyway? Couldn't they just say, cool, business thing has been moved up. you got to be here next week. Much more believable. Doesn't involve any weird school system. (laughs) Well, like... We could get a flight upgrade if we go tomorrow. <laughs> like, yeah, that, well, I was thinking that too. Like Jimmy would, should have gone, um, it's free. We've got free flights. Let's go. Yeah, I don't understand. But it was weird. There was no school in America would need you to start at the end of May mm. when school finishes in two weeks. Or- Especially if you are only going to be there for six months. Yeah. The school in America doesn't care about you. You're not even going to finish there and contribute to their grade no. point average or whatever. Yeah. I'm glad we got that out of our systems. But also, I don't understand why they couldn't just let him leave in two weeks. Like, it wasn't even enough drama. No, yeah. Like, like I don't care. Dad's got to go, but Paul will take Jimmy himself next week or something. Yeah. Oh, well, we'll have to find another school for him to start at in two months. Yeah. It's got to be more than one good school in New York. So, summer school would have fixed that. Unless the only other option is, because I always think Charisma, who's very organised, would make a great travel agent. because Because oh, yeah. I've often just piggybacked off of her itineraries and gone, oh, you went to that place. I'll just do what you did there. And I reckon Erin Zebra's probably got her on speed dial to get all these super fast tickets out of the joint. Right. You could this really be making a Sheila's sideline. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad there was a bit of Sheila for you too, Charisma, this week. I was very excited. <laughs> yeah, I'm loving the situation there. Okay, Neighbours Council business, hashtag Nedbers. It has been confirmed. An official press release has gone out. I've forgotten his character's name. I've forgotten his, both of his names. Ben Hall, real name, who plays Ned Willis, friend of the show. Oh, that Ned. Yeah. Oh. Who are you thinking of? I had jet lag when this conversation occurred. Because <laughs> we were pasting on the Facebook group, uh, the Neighbours Council, posting about the return of Ned and then Kate started posting pictures of Ned Kidner, who was... Um, That's who I thought was coming back. That da- was why I didn't care. Dan O'Connor. <laughs> Is that his name? The Australian Idol guy? Maybe. Anyway. Yeah. No, the one, the good one. Oh, are you excited? What do you think? Yeah, just a bit. <laughs> That's why the air conditioner was on when we got here. <laughs> it's, un- it's unseasonably warm in this Melbourne autumn. Maybe for you. He's returning. He's bringing another rando with him called Cassius, who we did meet this week. Hot guy. Cassius Clay. So two hot guys. They're coming from hot guy world. <laughs> <laughs> Must be east of where the Brennans are from, I yeah. guess. Yeah. So that's one item of business. The other item of business I noticed on Twitter, there was a bit from our friend Nayblog, was tweeting a little bit about one turn of phrase that he noticed when Jimmy's dad was going to stay in town and he said, oh, I'm just going to move two suburbs away. 
Yeah. And a few people online in the UK thought, why? who would ever say that? Who says, I live in a suburb, this suburb, that suburb. And I, we say it all the time. I live actually just now moved two suburbs away from you guys. Yep. And Kate explained it all on Twitter about the urban sprawl of Melbourne. But also like it took me 12 minutes to get from my suburb to yours. So yep. that, that seems like a good distance for a parent to live from a child if they're not like if they're in the same house. Yeah. Yeah. It seems okay. I lived an hour away from my dad growing up. Yeah. And that was annoying because I hated sitting in the car for an hour. So, Jimmy, again, check your privilege. Mr. I live in a penthouse oh, yeah. and I get to have room but service. But he only just got to have room service, <laughs> which I would have been ordering that all the time. Yeah, every day. Yeah. I don't know what Amy was cooking. Not much because she's not. And when, when she was like, oh, having you was the best. And I'm like, you're never home. You or, are mostly drunk or, with Ali. Although that scene with it, Amy and Jimmy was saying goodbye to each yeah. other. That, I got a little bit I cried. I, yeah. I was making biscuits and um, I couldn't look directly at the iPad when I was watching it. So two suburbs away is a real thing at Kate at Remude, R-E-M-U-E-D. She'll explain it to you. We also got a voice memo from Tom. You can email us anytime, neighbourspod at gmail.com. And literally anytime. I've had insomnia this week and I've just been doing my admin at three in the morning. Hi, neighbours. It's Tom. I've just been thinking about this whole Robinson Heights development is anyone else expecting it to collapse or be blown up it's like i just don't imagine it getting finished because i feel like we went through the same thing with the eclipse apartments and when that was all said and done we only ever saw two families using them there was vanessa and lucas and then paul had the penthouse then the tanakas had Vanessa and Lucas's apartment, but then they moved up into Paul. And the chance to see more diversity in the cast is obviously a good thing. I just don't see it happening because it already has. They already said they were going to develop the Eclipse apartments and now we only have one. You're telling me that we're going to have four new families? No. So Robinson Heights is this development that Amy's been project managing. Are we ever going to see people living in those apartments? And also, we're going to get to her in a second, but this new character that's just come in is staying in, in an apartment, a rented apartment, which looked half like the F- Flame Tree Motelna Centre. I think it's Izzy and Carl's apartment. I always thought, yeah, that random one that they rented. Yeah. I, I mean, always thought that was a perfect go-to. Yeah. It's where relationships that are not sanctioned should be. (laughs) And that's exactly who's there. Millsy and the little sister. Yeah. Mm, All right. So, yes. Okay, let's deep dive. We're doing – this is a deep dive suggested to us by Phil. I am Phil Chapman, friend of the show, on Twitter because I was uh, a hot mess. And I didn't have all the episodes watched. So, 23rd of May – Wednesday the 23rd of May, episode 7848, as Charisma reminded me. I watch via a different medium to them, so I need the episode numbers rather than the dates because the uploading gets very confusing. <laughs> and usually I take copious notes, but this week my notes have been reduced to two post-its. And also a percentage of the post-it is taken up by a Hawaiian dancer. <laughs> I got these post-its in Hawaii. Yep, fair enough. <laughs> They're not very functional, I've learned. <laughs> I was just, I've been a hot mess. I started a new job and I, my brain doesn't understand it yet, you know, when you're yeah. trying to get your head around something. So I have had, I, I binged watched six episodes of Neighbours today. Yeah. It was rough. And not the one we're doing? 
No, I did. Get yeah. to, I got to that one, but I was just watching Jimmy get the ass on the right as you guys were arriving. So anyway, it's just you know I'm trying to have it all. It's hard to juggle. But so Phil, I saw the point was I couldn't decide which episode to do because I hadn't seen them. So, so thanks, Phil, for thank picking you, one. Thank you, Charisma, for getting me to the point. <laughs> it opens with new titles. Yeah, new opening titles. Now, so the guests in the room don't probably don't know so much about the terrible titles a few years ago <sighs> that like neighbours completely stuffed up. They misspelt few of the names on the titles. So I didn't know they were new titles, but as I was watching the titles, I was like. I'm pretty sure those two people were not together in the last ones. Like not yeah. Yeah. that they were irrelevant but to each other, but they together. just physically were not in the same shots. Do you mean the brothers that are walking arm in arm? Yes, I yeah. do, because yeah. I was like, that's not his boyfriend. <laughs> no, now fiancé. Yes. So I thought neighbours actually could have put them in the same frame. They're, yeah. they're, they're, they're betrothed. But I'm then wa- who would they have put the other guy with? His dad. His dad. Yeah. Well, they might actually because – oh, no, no, it's Amy. I was saying Jimmy's leaving. Yeah, he could be in the shot with Amy. It makes me worried for the relationship of David and Aaron. Me too. Yeah, <laughs> it makes me worried. They should have been in the same shot. So the last titles also were horribly green screened with bits of Ramsey Street just shoved behind them. And I said at the time, you've got that beautiful street there, yeah. Pinot Court with that poor security guard that's got nothing to do. Yeah. Get down there, take some shots in front of the Kennedy house, and they've done that. It's very nice. It is very nice. It made me think about the fact, so at the moment, Leo's hooking up with Chloe. Yeah, Cleo. Cleo, I love that. Obviously, Tanaka is engaged to Aaron, which leaves Mark Brennan as Mm. the single Brennan. As the third saddest bitch in Aaron's borough. And I thought, yeah. And I thought, well, that's sad that there's not another Tanaka brother or sister for him. Yes. And then I thought, there kind of is, Amy. There kind of is. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't look like them. She's not... Not not quite like them. Are you Siege Stradamusing right now? No, not not at all. But okay. I would like to see it because also I have another one though. Okay. I will get to that later. But I would like to see her do that and Ali lose it. I would low key be into that because yeah. I want a real saucy little tryst for Amy. Yeah. She had sad ass sex pest Wayne a few months ago and oh, sorry, is Mark capable of being saucy? I'm not sure. Yeah, remember him with Naomi? Actually, and remember when he when he gets drunk? Yes. Yeah. He's, he's so, and I've posted on our Facebook group, Neighbours Council, uh, a video of when Zoe Cramond was on Dancing with the Stars doing yeah. the samba. So she's very capable. Of she's it. capable yeah. of some extreme sauciness. Now, I've, we've taken it off the rails already. New titles. We have a new character. Who wants to talk about B? Ellie's half sister. Half sister. Surely, I was going to say, surely Catherine has to start this because I have no backstory for this girl and I don't understand why she's there or why she and her sister seem to kind of, like one of them thinks they get along and the other one definitely does not. The the reason you don't have the backstory is because you didn't watch Tuesdays, which is where all the backstory was unfolded. I loved when Ali went up to um, Xanthi and said, remember how I told you I had a sister? And and Xanthi's like, no, no. She said (laughs) yes, but... There was all these annoying lines put into the episode yeah. to make us feel like we, we yeah. believed. Zankan and Ellie were gaslighting the viewer because they yeah. were like, we've talked about her all the time, <laughs> assholes. They also talked about Finn at the start of the mm-hmm. thing to like set that up. Remember when I was taken advantage of by the wannabe school principal? Your ex-boyfriend? Yeah. Oh, yeah, him. Yeah, let's Remember bring that, that was, up on my birthday. Yeah, that was sad. So Ellie tries to give Xanthi a necklace and Xanthi says oh, but remember that somebody else gave me a necklace once and that was sad? It wasn't even the same. It was like a necklace. It's, it's not it's even the same the brand or the same, you know, it was like a Tiffany heart or something. It was just a random necklace. Exactly. She was triggered. And you could just, she was triggered. She needed a warning. And 
you could have, like you said before, on a simple line, it could have just been from that shop that all the kids go to. Charisma, what's its name? Pandora? Yep. Um, or like another one. There's there's other ones. Charisma's a thrifty shopper. She can. She's a great bargain hunter. But also she has the keen fashion sense of a, oh, a younger lady. I see what oh, you're going Oh, I just assume it's because everyone who works for me is like 12 years old. <laughs> well, that too. That's t- that too. Sorry, um, everyone listening to the podcast who works for me. They're all like 20 years old. Yeah. Which, no, they know they're 12. Which is 16 years younger than me. <laughs> a whole Xanthi. Oh, no, she's 18 now. And I do want to talk about management charisma with you in a moment when we talk about the staffing changes that have gone on this week on the yeah. street. And, and some HR law I think yeah. we could talk about. So too. can someone explain to me yes. who Millsy is and <laughs> oh, okay. why yes. it is obviously for some reason controversial <laughs> that he is shacking up with the imaginary sister? And actually, Charisma, what do you? who is Millsy to you? Because a lot of our UK friends don't know him from a bar of soap. All right, so he was on like Australian Idol. But the first thing I thought was I really can't see him without thinking of Paris Hilton. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> he, he hooked up with Paris Hilton after the horse racing in <laughs> Melbourne one year when he was sort of vaguely famous about a year after he was on Australian Idol. He did a song out and for a bit called Miss Vanity, which some speculated was about Paris Hilton. And, and if it wasn't, somebody wrote it just to and then cause, now he does that stir. some musical theatre stuff around the place. Yeah. He's great at that, actually. Um, also, so Paris Hilton met him at the Spring Carnival horse racing and her tape actually came out and she holed up with him a couple of days to avoid the media because oh. the tape came out while she was It's here. like a patchwork quilt. Everyone knows a different patch yeah. of the story. Yeah, they were and just the, like occasionally seen like on hotel balconies during yes, that time. Yes, they were. They were. And for some reason that makes me feel like I was part of the Paris sex tape scandal for no reason. <laughs> like our, our community. Yeah, yeah, our community. We were really here for her. Because it was two suburbs away. It was. <laughs> Really? Oh, it was like where he's from is two suburbs away from where I grew up when I wasn't in the same place as where you guys grew up. Oh, is he? Because also Kate mentioned on Twitter as well that someone was trying to get a real life frame of reference for Lassiter's, like a high flying hotel chain in the Burbs. And Mm. Kate suggested that um, the Novotel Glen Waverley might be the closest thing that the outer suburbs has to the Lassiter's chain. That's correct. Okay, yeah. So now I can't help but think of the Novotel anytime anyone says Lassiter's on the show. Like when Leo, which we'll get to, was like, I'm going to be the laughing stock of Lassiter's. I just kept picturing someone going, I'm going to be the laughing stock of the Novotel. <laughs> like the Novotel's where all of the tennis players stay when they come for the Open. There you go. Out but in not the, the Glen They Lake stay right? in this. Yeah, because Kuyong. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I like this as a frame of reference. Um, so Millsy came to the show. He used to um, be with Ali back when he had – Sydney time. The older yeah. sister. Yeah. Jodie and Asta Nay Gordon, they both were from Sydney. I have assumed that that was a previous relationship without it actually ever being mentioned in the episodes that I've watched this week. Well, then everyone's done their jobs. Well, that's <laughs> Correct. A, yeah, that's actually stunning. I'm really excited. <laughs> and he was a bad person. He was married to someone else and he was mean to her. And then she tried to kill him because that's a normal response. Ellie nearly ran him down. Yeah, with her car. That was all fine. Is there anything else about him because he yes, just seems yes. like a massive creeper? Yes. Oh, so yeah. he ha- well, he had a, an aneurysm. He did. Which doesn't make you a creeper. What made him a creeper was the fact that he, something he went a little unhinged in the top paddock and he then tried to make Xanthi believe he was in love with her so that he could infiltrate the schooling system to overthrow Susan Kennedy to become king of the school. I mean, to become the new principal. It's but, like the president of yeah, a school. <laughs> exactly. As Charisma mentioned in our previous episode, 
And Millsy wanted to overthrow her and he first – so he just started gaslighting people around him and um, – So there were two things that made me think he was a massive creeper. Yeah. One which is like when he's trying to like console his girlfriend being like, oh, look, don't worry, even if it's all really terrible, then you can just come back here and like vent to me. I'm willing to hear – Anything and everything <laughs> as he creepily stares at the back of her head. <laughs> so Ali B wrote on our um, Facebook oh, she's, um, group. Yeah, she's one of the people that runs Art of Neighbours, the f- uh, Facebook oh, okay. art, art page. Hi, Ali. So she wrote, my fiancé didn't watch Neighbours when Evil, Evil Finn was in it last time. So when I gasped and said, oh, my God, Evil Finn, he was completely nonplussed. Then I couldn't actually remember what he did except keep a diary about Susan Swap her, hers and Piper's pills and give Xanthi a necklace. I forgot about the diary. He did keep a diary. It was like a Word document. It was. And, and when you were t- telling Charisma just then, I thought, when you actually try and break it down to... It's really he, hard. To yeah, do. yeah. He was mean to Hallie and then he came here and kept a diary. Like it was... The diary was like, Tuesday, Susan was acting weird around me. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> that was probably the worst thing. He almost killed Susan because he swapped her meds. He swapped her medication with Piper's ex. Piper had been mowed down by another car. Piper was on meds. Susan was on meds. He swapped them or changed them. Other Susan meds, the MS meds. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, also quick shout out Izzy. Yes, she still has MS. Continue. Yes. One of my friends asked. Oh, I thought you meant Izzy Hoyland. No, I forget that there's a character with that name too. <laughs> Izzy does not have MS. <laughs> she does. And it's actually a very accurate representation of that flavour of MS because the intermittent version because it does actually come and go in that way and you can have flare-ups it doesn't it's it just seems like a convenient plot um, yeah assistant but so it, it was basically a disease made for neighbours for soaps yeah it's yeah. perfect yeah. can I just roll back because I really need to talk about the second thing that made me think he was a massive creeper and the also fact that made me wonder if something was just horribly wrong with the him. fact that the apartment's always in the dark well, no, the fact that he just spilled a bowl of dry cereal and apparently left it there for at least half an hour. <laughs> okay, so that that is where I want to predict something. Okay. So like, is he trying to convince her that she's doing it? Like, this is what I, I really thought, like, is this some weird gaslighting attempt where his girlfriend comes home and she's like, what happened here? And he's like, what do you mean? <laughs> but no, he just said, oh, yeah, I spilled it a while ago and I just didn't get around to picking up a bowl of dry cereal from my floor. I'd be like, um, mate, get the broom. <laughs> So I think, I don't think we've seen him stand up and I think he can't walk. Oh, my God. So I think he's in a wheelchair but we haven't seen the wheelchair. Oh, yeah, because the upshot of that evil Millsy storyline was that it, he was going to take Xanthi to Hong Kong with him. Yes. And she was on the run. She quit school. She jumps on a plane and then the feds come in and grab him. Yeah. And he gets, I think, convicted of something, charged and convicted of trying to take a child away. And um, the, unless you know someone, though, you only get like four months. Exactly. Yeah. And then his aneurysm ruptured. And so he went to like the prison hospital or mm. a hospital guarded by prison wardens. I don't quite know what the hell because it all happened off camera. Yeah. So now we're like, are we going to know if he did his time or if his Separate brain? question. Yeah. How did he even meet the younger sister if she has been in broom and he has been in prison and or hospital? I reckon hospital. Well, that's the mystery. So B, Beatrix, bonus half-sister, who I've been here all along, like Dawn from Buffy, has been in Broome, Western Australia, far on the other side of the country. It's so far you can't even see each other in five years or call. No, well, it is. My partner's got relatives in Western Australia he hasn't seen for years. 
Actually, no, they visit quite every few years. It's fine. There we go. <laughs> Plus, you guys could call them. Yeah. Yeah. And with Facebook. My family lives an hour away and I see them maximum five times a year. Yeah. So, like, Broome is very far. I've got some family that lives on the way here that I see once a year. So I've got family in Greece and we still like each other's Facebook posts, you know? Yeah. Like, it's not hard. That was another thing. They didn't look on Facebook for this chick? No, they just didn't have her phone number. That girl would 100% have Millsy in her profile photo. Yes. Because she's super into him. So back to tracking a little, plausible family casting A+. They look almost too close to be full. They look like full sisters, Ellie and B. They look more like sisters than me and my sister. Yeah. yeah. They look more like sisters than me and my half-sister, who I don't call my half-sister, I call her my sister, because half-sister sounds she's rude. She's sister. It's rude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they do, and she actually looks more rough around the edges. So it's like it's actually perfect. She's great. I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's just a lot of eyeliner. I know, but like obviously they put that on her and I'm yeah. happy about it. <laughs> someone someone behind the scenes made that call. We're yeah. going to go a little heavier on the eyes today. Um, Bonnie, is that her name? Bonnie from? Uh, I, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Bonnie Beat- from, she's from a singing contest. I'm loving her actual name, Beatrix. Yeah. What a great name. Yeah, perfect. She's B now, by the way. Oh, yeah, she is yeah. B. I don't know why they couldn't let her be Beatrix. They didn't want to type it. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Also, I just want to kill Ali this week. <laughs> straight in, straight to 11. Oh, my gosh. She is so terrible. So, remember she was talking, B, B is in the, I don't know if this was in the episode, but I don't care. She was talking about how she wanted to become a teacher and she was like, oh, I found teaching. And then she was saying to Beatrix, you could stay here. Firstly, why would she come and live in your town just because you're here? Like, you were terrible to her last time. Like She but doesn't have any commitments in Broome, Catherine. She's not asked if she had commitments in Broome. All, like, all you should be doing is focusing on where you're going to have lunch tomorrow. Yes, exactly right. Beatrix doesn't even want to stay with you. They go out later to the engagement thing and she she doesn't even want to stay yeah. there. And who's going to point out to Beatrix that Ellie only got into teaching because of the holidays? Obviously. Actually, we've got a teacher here. Kat, can you come be here for a second? Mm-hmm. Kat, who's the mother of Gigantor 2.0, is beautiful. You're a teacher. What are the holidays like? Are the holidays like the, the cruisiest part of the job? Oh, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> did you get into teaching because of the holidays? No, I did not, though. <laughs> no, I got into teaching because I, I, lo- I wanted to change the world, actually. <laughs> Have we ever heard Ellie say anything like that? No, and I've never, I don't think she's ever thought it. <laughs> but after hours... So do you get to put your feet up at 3.30? Never. <laughs> did, you, did you go and get drunk every night like Ali does? Never. No. <laughs> yeah, no, you guys work quite hard. We do work really hard. And the holidays really are the best apart from the reward, rewards you get every day from, you know, helping a student, you know, which you do love, you know. Rewards. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing Ali's never thought. <laughs> but, yeah, and the holidays when you're not doing extra work are amazing. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So Ali is giving career advice to the sister she hasn't spoken to in five years. Yes. And she says, oh, there's a TAFE here or you could do a short course. She hasn't even asked, what are you into lately? No. Are you into like art or or maybe she reading actually, or... Yeah, maybe she has a profession that she could <laughs> get a job in here yeah, or like, Erinsborough. Actually, I've done a business management course. Like yeah. She hasn't asked her anything. Maybe I'm a florist. I feel like I've watched a whole conversation where she's like, so what do you want to do next? Oh, I haven't really thought of anything. Oh, nothing really took. Oh, I just want to say no to literally everything. I feel like I'm definitely on Team Allie in this relationship. But why didn't wow. she? But did she ask her anything about what her interests are? Because when I have cousins or whatever that graduate school, mm. oh, okay, well, Kat, if one of your students is like, what should I do? Like, what do you say to them? Um, 
well, yeah, I was going to say, they're like 10 years old. So <laughs> you say be a teacher, the holidays so are great. Some, some want to be astronauts and things. I'm like, go for it. <laughs> this is an adult woman who just rocked up out of nowhere and the relationship is clearly a bit weird anyway. Mm. I kind of feel like even the conversation where the Kennedys are there and they're all like, so what do you want to do is super awkward because the girl is basically just like, I hate everything and I don't really want to answer any of your questions. Might be why the sister is not yeah. being like, hey, here's a million questions about what you've been doing for the last five years. Totally. Can you imagine if your mother left you to go to another state when you were a baby and went to live with terrible sister that you hate yeah. and then you go to live with them when you're 15, 15 I think it was, and basically – they didn't say it, but Ali apparently just took pills that whole time. She was on a bender from yeah. go to woe. She didn't sleep and was partying a lot. <laughs> I mean, to clarify, I don't really have this backstory other than just she wasn't around a lot in Sydney. But, <laughs> but also she didn't have to be. If she was yeah. at uni, like, partying it up. Like, she's, she's not her kid. Yeah, but also now that B is 20, shouldn't yeah. she understand why Ali wanted to be a party yeah. animal for that time? B's like, cool, good plan. Let's yeah. do that now. Yeah. So if she's so, like, angry... At the sister, why is she there? Well, they spotted her in the street and yanked her into the Kennedy house. She's there because Finn is pushing her to do this. So, yeah, there's this big reveal. Because he's a massive creeper. Yeah. Yep. No one goes, oh, I'm just chilling in Broome in Western Australia. Do you know where we should definitely go? None are wadding. <laughs> <laughs> and while we're here having a great old time in the most livable city, uh, why don't we go and hang out with my sister's auntie slash my auntie? Yeah, her yeah. auntie. My aunt and uncle have a cups of tea for the afternoon. But also for the rest of the time, hide in a hotel room. Yeah. Apartment. Service department. Um, <laughs> I reckon it's an Airbnb. Airbnb. I want to talk about, put a pin in that. I want to come back to okay. Airbnb later. I have a question. Yeah. Have we met Susan's hot mess sister? I think we have. And thank you, neighbours. I believe that was a shout out. Hi, neighbours. To this podcast where Ellie asked if her mum was as a hot mess as she usually was. How's mum? A hot mess as usual. There's Liz and Carmel. Carmel was Darcy's mum. Uh-huh. May he rest in peace, I think. And um, Liz, I guess, must have dropped Ellie off for the summer holidays that she spent in Erinsborough back in the day, which was played by a different lady, different girl. I don't know how to do this because my learning of the internet seems to have cut off. Um, <laughs> But could could somebody find that okay. so we can see her? I, not not necessarily they are, but maybe somebody listening could find it on Daily Motion. Maybe I'd like to see hot Liz mess. Smith. That'll help. Oh, yes, yeah. Susan Smith, Liz Carmel, and Susan are the three um, Smith I, sisters. I feel it's super interesting that she has a hot mess sister. But don't you imagine that if you like, if I had a sister, she'd be so annoying, just like Susan. Yeah. Also, one of them tried Liz to Conway. Yes, I think she. One of them tried to hit on. One of the men in the street, Carl, or one of the men in the street. Tell you what, (laughs) Carl, he's he's got something going on. Mm. He's got that love potion that Angie Rebecca makes. Yeah, and also he's he's got the blue box. I have found her on Perfect Blend. Oh my god, charisma, logistics are on point. Is there a photo? Oh, there is. Who was she played by? Probably a couple of people. Played by Christine Keogh. Oh yeah, she looks like a top broad. Yep. Yeah, she's yeah, she's got it going on. She likes a shardy. She likes a what? A shardy? A shardy. The Smith sisters, Liz, Carmel and Susan, were always close but prone to the odd argument. <laughs> However, things all went wrong after their mother Grace died after a long illness. Oh, One year when the family were gathered for Christmas, Liz accused Susan 
of wanting to keep the inheritance to herself. And as the years went by, the two sisters barely spoke a word to each other. Do you reckon that's why Susan's got this mothering complex where she wants to take in strays? Maybe. And why she wants to fix her husband. Mm. So I reckon the aneurysm has stopped Finn from being able to walk Mm -hmm. because B says I should be here looking after you. Now that seems like a stretch for some guy that just doesn't like to leave the apartment, right? Yeah, they sound like words of a carer. Yeah. So maybe that was the job she used to do, you know, working at a hospital, doing, you know, nurse, not necessarily nursing because she's too young to have Or um, occupational therapy. Yeah. Like when they got Kate Hood's character who was in a wheelchair to come and um, swim in the backyard pool for a bit. That's true. She could, maybe that's why she's in Ramsey Street with all that easy access to swimming pools. <laughs> Aqua therapy. Oh, and they kept trying to talk her out of staying in the apartment. Like, don't stay in the apartment. Come stay with us. I'm like, I'm not going to bunk in my cousin's old room when it's, I've got a service department. It's ridiculous. And like, she's an adult woman, much to the extent that her sister is an adult woman who should be living not with her <laughs> uncle and auntie. If anything, B should be like, Ellie, let's both sign a lease on maybe, what is it, Robinson Heights. Maybe we can go and be adults, do adulting there. But she's staying right. She's in the credits. Straight in there. They mention her once on Friday by Monday. She's in the titles. So we have this big reveal that B keeps mentioning her sister to Millsy and we think, oh, well, she must be a piece of work. She's moving in on her sister's ex. But then she says to Millsy, oh, I love you, Patrick. Mm-hmm. And we know his name's not Patrick. It's we Millsy. think we don't know him well enough, <laughs> but we assume Finn's not a nickname for Patrick. So she doesn't know that he was with her sister and that he's Cray. I did not notice that because I did not know that. <laughs> and that makes it all – all of my creepy feelings seem even more correct now. Yeah. Because yeah. you wouldn't – you just wouldn't make a move on your sisters. And now bloke. I think all of her, oh, it was fate that we met. No, it was not. No. It definitely was not. Yeah. See, the fate that we met stuff makes me really think like it was in a situation. A medical setting. Mm. Yeah. Because that's what I mean when they weren't asking – be what her interests were. Like if they'd said, well, do you like hospitality? Do you do you like looking after people? Like if she'd said, well, yeah, that time I was doing nursing in – One of her short courses. Yeah, in WA. Secretly in some kind of caring role. First aid or something. When I did, when I did neuroscience over a six-week course. <laughs> I just didn't take to it, you know. <laughs> I was really into eyeliner. <laughs> I went to the Napoleon Beauty School <laughs> and preferred that. To be honest, that's a very valid life yeah, choice. Yeah, it and is. frankly, I wish I could do my makeup as well as people who oh get my God, like, actual yeah. beautiful qualifications. Th- that was no really, shade. That did take if that's what she did. Yeah. The makeup is on point. That was no shade. It was just that every second girl I met in my early 20s had done the Napoleon Purtis <laughs> makeup oh. course. He had ads, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And I had to hire someone to do my makeup for an event two weeks ago <laughs> from Airtasker, which brings me to let's segue into our other newcomer of the week, Cassius. Clay, I assume. He's swanned on in, this blondie. Oh, the gardener. I was trying to work out who this Cassius would be. He's walking around with his flyers saying, I'm a gardener. And like, all right, Jim's mowing on foot. Like, good luck to you, sir. Uh, He's moderately hot, just in the scale of where you were trying to work it out with me and Joe. Yeah, like he's... Not New York dad hot. Um, and also, he's in all the press releases next to Ned, who's in the not in they're not in the same stratosphere as each other. So I still haven't seen him in Neighbours yet. So okay. I, I, I'm willing to just leave my opinion on Ned yeah. till later. Okay, but he seems there's a scam that goes on. I don't know if it goes on all over the world where people come to your door and try and sell you like 
roof cleaning or whatever. Or el- your en- they want to look at your energy bill. Yeah. And, well, no, oh, those people just want to sell you something. Okay. But there's actual scammers oh. that come and they pretend to do tradie stuff. They mainly <gasps> do it to elderly people oh. and then they don't do the work and they take the money. That's so I felt so like sad. it Why is would super they sad. do that? Because they want money and not oh. to do work. Okay, yep. So it's like a fin thing. <laughs> so I thought, what is Gary doing bringing one of these guys up to his mum? Yeah, he's going to go and fleece us both. Yeah. I assume that they just met in some kind of wellness arena where he's like, this guy's outdoorsy and bought some of my protein balls. Uh, um, <laughs> Gary's bliss balls that he <laughs> served to a bunch of 18-year-olds on Monday with their happy pills. Ooh. By the way, I would like some of that ADHD meds. Hey, we're on pingers on Monday. Oh, that was good. Xanthi's 18th. That bitch girl Freya, who I'm convinced is a, a dig at me, but that's fine. She drugged Xanthi and Piper's vegan drinks yeah. and they were climbing the walls. See, the vegan part actually makes it make sense because normally I think, how could you put drugs in the drinks and they not notice them? Because like most pills, if you open up the capsule, you would definitely taste that it. it's terrible. Yeah, but all the food tasted terrible. So. But all of it was yeah. terrible, yeah. Um, also, but like, well, Xanthi at least maybe needs to see a doctor. Yeah. Because the medication just made her confident. <laughs> she, she could take on the world. She said, I'm going to be Dr. Canning yeah. because I'm amazing. I'm like, yeah. That's great. More people should believe in themselves like that. Which, by the way, you need to pat yourself on the back Thank for that. Thank you. I predicted it a year ago. Yeah. Well, no, I didn't predict it. I decided it. Yeah. It's there because of you. When Zancan wanted to be nursing. Yep. Wanted to do nursing. And I said, why do we have to keep having all these revolving door of male doctors in Erinsborough Hospital? Why can't we have a young woman be a doctor? Yep. And why does a girl have to be a nurse? And now Xanthi saved Carl Kennedy from Carcanet and beautiful David Tanaka said to her, you know, you'd be a great doctor. And that's all it takes sometimes. Yeah. Someone to have faith in you. I mean, I'm, I'm really behind it, mm. but also like I wasn't very good at school. So I couldn't have decided halfway through year 12 that I wanted to be a doctor. And also remember, look, Zancan couldn't quite get the reading happening two years ago. Yeah. I mean, there are many pathways to these things. Like she can't be a doctor in like a year, but she could quite easily go on to a pathway now that involved her doing that. Like just do an undergrad degree in literally anything and do well in that and it's going to be fine. And which was the lovely Mm. advice. I don't mean to say it's that easy to become a doctor just in case anyone wants to go like crazy about the fact (laughs) you can't just all of a sudden do a degree and become a doctor. Phoning it in. So who was giving you that advice? is with my arts degree, I can just be a doctor. (laughs) You would obviously have to then do some other post-grad things, but like definitely... You don't have to decide straight, like in year 12, that you're going to be a doctor. You could decide at some later stage. Didn't CJ, you were telling me off mic that you were having some brainstorms about career possibilities. And what did I say to you when you raised a few of them? I said, I said, I'm so excited for you. You'd be great at that. You did. I I actually said, you'd be great at everything. Oh, you did. (laughs) But that's just you being lovely. I could probably have come in and said, I want to be a doctor. And you would have said, that's great. Yeah. Bea's feeling very affirming right now. Yeah. I'm going to think of some things I would definitely be terrible at and then just suggest them later. <laughs> um, no, charisma's not bad at anything either. Like, uh, if, even if I'd done the Napoleon Purtis. I'm going to be a vet. <laughs> no, you're great because you're, um, you're neutral with animals. Yeah. So you <laughs> No, but also like. So you wouldn't, like, you know, you wouldn't get too attached. Yeah, you wouldn't get emotionally invested. Which would be I feel excellent. Like there's both a science element missing <laughs> and also a general immune problem. Like Maybe a vet nurse then. Why won't nah. you let me be a doctor, Bea? <laughs> <laughs> 
So I or someone whoever was telling Carl was saying to her to apply herself and well done and you, there are many pathways to this p- career. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say he did mention pathways yeah. and, and he is a doctor, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> he's a, and he's a doctor of all things. So, and he's a patient. So and, both sides. Yeah, my brother's got a friend who a young medical student and he has had to do a few different courses to transition into med school and he's had to go to also, he's got all around the country to get into certain different unis and it is possible. Maybe not at Erinsborough University, yep. Zancan. You're going to have to look a little further afield. Yeah, I don't know if they have a med department. <laughs> I mean, they have the hospital, so yeah. there's a chance. She'll just do a short course. She can do it online and just do her placement at the hospital. Oh, man. Yeah. She, will, she will. That's what they'll do. That, and she'll finish it in what's going to happen. So, Gardner, Cassius. I mean, it was the start of a porn movie, <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> I don't want to, like question this too much because it's such a small thing but I just don't understand why his name would be Cassius yeah like I hope that there is some reason for it but I don't know what it is it sounds like he just read some Shakespeare play and went that's gonna be my fake name this week or his parents were real maybe they were all in Bell Shakespeare company together and they were they met doing Julius Caesar all boxing fans these are the only two ways that works (laughs) is that the actor's name or the character's name character oh okay I assume that like it's the place that the writers get coffee from is called that or something. <laughs> no, someone's just like either been reading some historical boxing stuff and or Shakespeare. And Greek mythology when they named Xanthi, I guess. But yeah. I Is that some foreshadowing? Do you think they're gonna hook up? Ew. Oh maybe. She's of age now, eighteen. She is and he's hot. Oh, actually, no, there was they've got interaction. It was in the um it was in the um there's teaser for next week. Oh, I didn't get that far because yeah. you, you guys arrived. But what I did, what I need to give advice to him and to Sheila, he needs to get on Airtasker. That's who I got to do my makeup the other week. Mm-hmm. I advertised on Airtasker. Someone arrived. One person moved my couch. The other person did my makeup. Airtasker. He can At put his time? different days. Would have been better. If he can put himself on Airtasker as a gardener, or he can browse Airtasker. And if people need yard work done, in he goes. Secondly, Sheila is out. Had been out of work. Because she quit. Last time Charisma was here, we witnessed the um, the demise of Sheila as bar head executive bartender. At Glorious life. self-destruction of Sheila. She's at a loose end. And Sheila, I'd like to remind you that two years ago, you opened up one of your rooms as an Airbnb yeah. venue. We had um, a few blow-ins in the, in the come down. And now, of course, now that there's a backpack, as people don't need to stay there. But you could rent out that spare room and put Cassius in there. Yeah. Get money from him and you don't have to pay him to do your weeding. And Xanthi and Sheila won't need to watch television. (laughs) Because Cassius will be there. (laughs) So they can cancel their Foxtel subscription. I mean, surely they could do that if you just came and did the gardening also. That's true. Yeah, but they have to pay him to do that. He's going to pay them to be watched. So... Chari- that doesn't sound creepy at all. <laughs> Charisma, I would like you to talk me through the evolution of Sheila's job searching that you witnessed from Wednesday's episode. Right. Which, so culmin- which culminated in an amazing wardrobe choice. Tony has moved his legal office. I'm unsure why. <laughs> his new office is full of boxes that are haphazardly stacked and labelled. <laughs> he is having difficulty unpacking the boxes that he himself packed and labelled. <laughs> Some other people come in and notice this and say, ah, do you know who doesn't have anything to do and who you could pay to fix this? Sheila. And he's like, his face says, this is a terrible idea. Yes. She comes in dressed up in her corporate receptionist gear. Highlight. Highlight. It's a lovely little side scarf. Great. 
And he says, oh, I appreciate that you dressed up, but really it's just unpacking boxes. And she said, who made this mess? What kind of idiot moves like this? To which he says, obviously me. (laughs) And then she's like, all right, that's fine. I've got a systematic brain. And it turns out she does. And she fixes that perfectly in approximately 15 minutes, but not really by doing it herself, by just getting people in off the street to help her move things and by getting Piper in to set up all of the telecoms and the internet and He's like, wow, this is great. You're actually more competent than I thought. But in fact, what she's done is just bring a whole bunch of strangers into a legal office with a whole bunch of classified documents. (laughs) She got a young person to show her how to use the internet. Um, Until you said that last bit, I thought, well, well done, Sheila. (laughs) You've outsourced. And and now I I see your point. And there's there's some fire. As far as I can tell, she hasn't even signed a contract. Like she could have just taken a box home with her and no one would have been any the wiser. Like a real estate agent I had once. Actually, she's done that, hasn't she? Sheila. Yeah, she did. She shredded them. Oh, she did shred them? Yeah. I thought she took them home and she's going to read them. She took them home and thought about them and then shredded them. Okay, cool. I, I obviously missed that. But obviously she's already misusing documentation. I mean, seeing all of the skills that we know that she has from the pub, I'm shocked that she didn't just like trick some of these like local labourers who she who helped her move and coming in by saying like, there's some free food in here, guys. Do you want to just come and get it? And then just lock them in from the inside and be like, <laughs> you can't leave until we're unpacked. That's pretty much how I imagine the delegation went. I don't understand why she can't. I mean, I think that Sheila's highly employable, so I'm sure she's going to be a great paralegal. She's a great paralegal because she said she learned most of it by osmosis when, from when her daughter worked for Toadie. And beside note, her daughter was in love with Toadie. To clarify, yeah. all she's demonstrated so far is that she can unpack boxes. Uh, yeah, but she also wore a side scarf. Yeah. You can't forget that. And you know who else wore a side scarf and got a great job? Chloe Brennan. Boy, can that girl wear a scarf? I was going to say, was her sideways once before she started making out? Because the whole time I was like, what is it even for? (laughs) It's just hanging there. She had a great scarf the other week, one that she tucked into her shirt. I don't know what they're called, but boy, that was good. Like a cravat. Maybe, but not quite. Like a girl cravat. Okay. It was really, really saucy. Chloe looks fabulous. And I'm a little worried about what her medical diagnosis is going to be because she keeps shirking this um, responsibility to return the calls of this clinic in Los Feliz. Should we attempt to guess why why they're sending her letters? I My guess was going to be some kind of bipolar diagnosis because she has been having these sort of episodes where she's hypersexual and that can be a symptom. Uh-huh. And someone on Twitter pointed out, like, Rachel from Unreal. I'm like, yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> um, but I'm worried. I don't want... I don't want them to mental health shame her, you know. Also, do you think a, ment- a clinic would send a lot of letters telling you to come back and take your meds? I don't think they would. Yeah, it sounds the urgency of the letters sounds like her condition is a bit more dire. I feel like letters means that she could be giving it to people. Oh, my. And so maybe she has something that you can transmit. Gosh. That'd be next level for neighbours. Yeah. I just thought cancer or abortion, but I didn't have any, like, I didn't know she had multiple contact points with this place. I just knew the oh. name of the clinic. Because, yeah, you, they wouldn't, after that's, that deed's been done, they wouldn't keep sending you the red tape over oh, it. God, I mean, maybe she hasn't paid for things yet. But, um, I feel like the kind of things that you get regular letters for are things where you're meant to keep appointments and don't. Oh, like so, you've been government mandated to keep that appointment? Well, possibly, but equally just kind of like, oh, you're like, you need to come in for regular treatment of some kind and you are. Not. Or you had a test with us and yes. we're sending you the results. Do you know that I had a test because I had a pain in my leg after I had a baby? I don't know why I looked at you. 
other people, you know, anyway. The other two of us haven't other, had a baby. The other person in the room who's had a baby. But also, like, I don't think everyone needs to have a sore leg. <laughs> anyway, um, you might have had sore legs when you had a baby also. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All that standing. No, but I had a test and my vitamin D was so low that the government then sent me a letter. Really? And said, go outside. Sid the seagull. <laughs> I've received information that I've had critical folate levels before, which is really only a problem if you're attempting to have a child, which I never have. That's, that's very presumptuous of the government to send you that letter. <laughs> You're like, thanks for the reminder of my ticking biological <laughs> clock, assholes. Yeah, but they wouldn't send that letter to a man. Mm. But like the only thing that I've received multiple um, like letters from things are like aside from historically the every two or whatever years you should get a pap smear, which they don't do anymore. And you don't have to have them every two years anymore. Yeah, so I know, I know. Five years. <laughs> I don't know Super about that. weird. Because they, they have the other tests that they'll do apparently Modern medicine, instead. guys. Xanthi's going to be doing this, discovering things like this. But also, like, if you have to see a specialist but you can't get into the specialist for some time, okay. then they will send you a first letter saying, hi, here's your appointment. A second one saying, here's all the paperwork and, by the way, you have an appointment. And then another one saying, reminder, you have an appointment. I got hounded recently by my GP's office because I was getting a referral for a psychologist. This sounds very dire. But um, I moved house and moved jobs and I couldn't deal with the admin at the time. So they were like, you wanted a referral for a psychologist and now you're not returning our calls. Oh, God. So <laughs> we just want to make sure you got the information, the referral, and the, and the clinic was ringing me. Didn't they just hand you a letter to give to someone else? No, they sent it directly to the clinic. Right. Like they sent the referral straight to them and then I got a call from this office going, hi, we're going to be your psychologists. <laughs> nice like, to meet you. Great. I don't have the brain space to deal with this right now. Can you ring me in April? And then they did and now it's May. Anyway, I didn't follow up with anybody. So I, I got a couple of letters and a couple of phone calls from my GP. They're amazing. You need to tell people <laughs> about these clinics because most yeah. people just get forgotten in the system. Everybody yeah. should go to Vea's GP. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, so then I fell and hurt my knee and I went I went back there. Yeah. And she was like, <laughs> not pregnancy you? related. <laughs> <laughs> no, sometimes that just happens. <laughs> Um, they don't talk. They need to talk more about, to new mums about <laughs> about knees. Pain. Anyway, the point is, it could be something very minor that she hasn't followed up on, or the results that she hasn't. It's got like back. definitely a specialist clinic of some kind, though, because it has someone's name in it. Los, no, Los Feliz sounds like Southern California suburb or um, like a Mexican district or something. When are F- we going to find out? Feliz means like lucky. Like, I mean, that's... And what the, does loss mean? Like, the, the? The. The lucky. So, it seems like, as I said, seems like a pregnancy kind of clinic to me, but... <gasps> Ooh. Ooh. Oh, okay. This is great. Now I'm intrigued. Well, you don't need letters. Other things tell you you're pregnant. So, Los Feliz is an actual place in LA. So, it seems quite plausible, based on my other hunches, that, like, there may be an actual child involved. Whether, like, that child was actually born and will turn out to be some scandal later. Or, like, she's just being hounded for medical fees for some kind of, like... There pregnancy be, related procedure. Like she had a kid and left it in America. Yeah. I mean, it seems like people and neighbors do that fairly frequently. It'll just be for six months. Hashtag it won't. Yeah. So, what they, you think that they're sending letters like last Tuesday, a month ago, you were meant to pick up your child at 5 30 <laughs> and he's still here. <laughs> I mean, or it could be some kind of psychiatric facility, right? Where she's left someone behind. I really hope oh, it's no. a secret kid. That'd be fun. But it couldn't be that old, right? No, it'd be like five months old or something. Yeah, they're like, we've run out of How milk. long has this woman been missing slash never in Ember- Erinsborough before she's now? She's travelled enough to rack up enough debt that her mum couldn't afford the mortgage on their house anymore. 
also, she didn't come to her brother's wedding where he actually just arrested the bride. And she didn't come to her brother's funeral when they thought he was dead. And she didn't, yes. And she didn't come to her brother had a child lost late in pregnancy. Didn't no. come. Is it possible she has escaped a psychiatric facility? <laughs> I feel like if they knew her address to mail her, they would then come and get her. I mean, they can't because she's in her country of origin now. Anyway, secret kid. We want it on the record in case it comes up so we can say we need. You can't and, like reverse deport someone. So we can say Charisma Stradamus did. I don't like it when they peel these back over many weeks. I'd like to know next week. Yeah, we probably will. We probably yeah. will. But okay, let's get to the marquee event and we'll wrap it up. Darren's engagement party, D-A-A-R-O-N. David and Aaron decide to have a low-key champagne brunch. Just a couple of friends and family and Ellie gets a plus one apparently. Not a big deal. But also it's at a public venue. She could bring anyone. I did not find this okay. I mean, I was happier when she arrived and said thanks for the plus one because when she said, hey, we've got this engagement party, you should just come. I was like, no, you can't just bring anyone you want to someone's engagement party. And David had just said it's only small. It's only friends and immediate family. And their immediate family. <laughs> there was a line earlier in the week when um, Mark said, since when have you been so into marriage to Chloe? She's like 22. Why does she have to be into marriage? I think she's closer to 30. Oh, really? But anyway, yeah. Yeah, that's just me thinking people who are more beautiful are much younger than me. <laughs> I think side scarf ages you slightly. I think that's 25 and up. Mm, um, fair enough. She's one of the most beautiful humans I've ever laid eyes on, I must say. But anyway. She's stunning. That aside. You can still be – I'm not into marriage, but I can still be excited for people that are going to – You can still be keen on your brother getting married. People can spend money on whatever they want, yeah. you know. Like, exactly <laughs> great. Right. Have a great time. They, they had this brunch and it was very cutely done and they timed it well so that most of his family were in the state. Only one of them's in prison interstate. And he wasn't mentioned. He was mentioned once. He's oh, gonna, they're going to call him. Oh, Skype him in when they, from, from the clink? Oh, sorry, not that day. It was when they got engaged. They said, oh, oh okay. we'll give Tyler a call in prison. I don't think you can call people in prison. Oh, he was calling them. Okay, cool. My highlight of the entire week was the exchange between Dick X cop Mark and Paul. And by the way, Kate has videoed Mark's car commercial, the Honda car commercial from the TV. I'm going to put it on our Facebook page because awesome. it's, it's a bloody treat. Anyway, they have this exchange in the pub. Oh, I suppose we're going to see a lot more of each other at these family occasions from now on. Hmm. Hmm. And it's just the it's utter disdain. It's not even that barely say anything to each other, but it's like, oh, I guess we're going to have to be around each other now that we're family. I love it. Beautiful. But now, as they find out later in the episode, they've got Paul has two children that are hooking up with two of Mark's siblings, two Brennans, yep. and these two put their heads together like the Hardy Boys. And how do they work all this out? Could you f- keep up with charisma? How they were tying up all these loose ends? There's a couple of ways that I could see that they had put this together. So one is that. For some reason, I mean, obviously she's a policewoman, that's fine. But for some reason, Mishti still has a find a phone tracker for her ex-boyfriend. I just can't think of any relationship where that would still be a real thing this far out. And no one batted an eyelid in the pub. Everyone went, sure, that's a great idea. That's how we'll find them. No one gave her the side eye. No one. She's like, I've still got him on find my friends. I'm like, well, I bet he's shut that off. I don't bet. I bet you're the only one. I used that once and Hamish never came back to Apple. (laughs) (laughs) 
and and you guys are actually married. This is what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I feel like the two examples of Mishti in this episode being like a slightly creepy stalker ex with her. I can use the find my phone app for my ex boyfriend, and also I've weirdly been looking up the medical history of his new girlfriend. Um, that doesn't seem like a thing that a police person should be doing, and no one really seems to think the first thing is weird. But they're like, oh, the medical history. That's too far. Also. It, she didn't even know about it until like two minutes beforehand, just went straight to the internet. And she didn't use the police database, she just Googled it. But on the police computer. She Googled a word she saw. Um, so that was funny. Also, she's weirdly stalking the male of this family, which is more, I mean, maybe she's just got very good like peripheral vision. She's just attention to detail is high. Maybe that's why the force wanted her on board. Um, by the way, her pregnancy was revealed by a similar situation where her handbag was looked at at the pub. Oh, that's right. Yes. So um, everyone's very nosy in Erinsborough. Well, the, yeah. The the taken pregnancy mm. test fell out of her handbag at the pub during a kerfuffle. Like, yeah. Who, who is not in a committed relationship yeah. keeps the pregnancy test and takes it anywhere but their bathroom <laughs> in their home? Like, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I have done a pregnancy test in a public place and then I threw it away <laughs> like a normal person. Kept the positive one, only just threw it out. Yeah, I've but still got mine. you are in a relationship that was trying to have it and I assume it stayed in your house <laughs> for that time. Yes, for those who didn't hear, yes. Cat kept it for you, keep it for a little while. Some people put it in a scrapbook. But Mishti, this was a surprise pregnancy. Anyway. In- oh, so... She's like using her cop powers to do it. So that's one way that we found out is from the Stalker X phone app. The second way is this, the booking is under Elliot Spielberg. And the brother's like, oh, I know who that is. And then that's played out later in the episode. They explain how they know that. They just like each ascribe themselves a character from this thing they used to watch. From each 18, each yeah. Brennan. And because so Tyler's nickname forever was Gertie. And the place they've quote unquote booked a room is the Tanak Packers, Backpackers Mezzanine. Charisma has yeah, questions. So many questions. Why is there an open mezzanine with a bed in it <laughs> in any backpacker ever? This is either the world's best or worst idea. I really is like, oh, well, we've got the makeout bed on the mezzanine if you don't want to like hook up in your dorm room. And guess who lived there for the better part of last year? A priest. Oh, and before that. Tyler and Piper. Oh, they did too. Yeah. Also, why would anybody want to live in an open mezzanine, no doors, no walls, in a backpacker? Literally anyone from the pool table can just walk up and be like, oh, sorry, I'm in your room, guys. Yeah. Like, this seems like the weirdest actual thing to be – like, what was that building before? Surely not always a backpacker, right? A shed. Yeah. The man shed. Um, it was the man shed. Yeah. Um, it was going to be a hotel, uh, uh, a wedding venue, actually. I thought it would have been a beautiful, rustic, Pinterest-worthy. Um, but also, the people that are hooking up there, yes, the conglomerate that they work for owns the backpackers now, but they have access to lots of hotel rooms. With doors. With doors. And they were happy to do it in a car the other day, so yeah. they've got access to them too. And, you know, anywhere. They could do it anywhere. <laughs> Cleo, Limba? Cleo, Chloe and Cleo, Chloe and Le- those two <laughs> make me exhausted. Yeah. They make me physically exhausted. By the way, I feel like there was another shout out. I know we don't own Leo's dimples, yeah. but <laughs> but a little bit we do. <laughs> <laughs> the left one. Um, and yeah, somebody said something about Leo and Chloe. Said, "Have you seen the dimples?" Mm. Yeah, so. he's got very good skin. 
He does, actually. That's the number one thing I noticed about him. (laughs) So his face is very shiny, but in a good way. I do enjoy that now he's been demoted to cleaner. So they've reinstated to rage. It's all come out that they've had an affair because they've they've found them up in the mezzanine. They've been trapped in the mezzanine. At one point, Leo says to her, do you think it's better that we tell everyone we're having sex rather than miss our brother's engagement party? (laughs) And she's like, oh, gosh, no. No, we'll both lose our jobs and that's the 100% most important thing in this scenario. Um, our jobs. Can that she lose her job casual sleeping with her manager? I don't think that's possible. Um, well, she – the only problem she probably was – could not. She couldn't yeah. – but the problem was she was already on um, – Probation. Yeah, she was on thin ice already because of the fact that she had done 14 dodgy things in her trial month already. Also, so, she missed <laughs> compliance training because they were shacking up during compliance training. Yeah, this a- is how Sheila lost her job, guys. <laughs> I just want to remind you of this. Okay. These two are fine, but Sheila was at the training and somehow well, failed an imaginary test. Well, no, Chloe and Leo were at compliance training, but the problem was they were doing it before and after compliance training and then they blackmailed the only employee that knew about their affair. So I think... Well, he blackmailed them. Oh, sorry, yes, he blackmailed them. They gave in to his blackmail. The point is... Paul went I love Lucy on both their asses and mm. said they've got some explaining to do. <laughs> and then it all came out about the affair. Leo lost the management position. Rage got reinstated and decided that Leo needed to learn a thing or two about all the cogs in the machine at Lasseter's Novotel. And he is now cleaning, which is delightful. And then Chloe had a sweet moment of teaching him how to use a mop. I don't know how sweet that was. I felt like he maybe convinced Chloe to do the mopping. But, um, <laughs> but anyway. The only other observation I made from the week was I feel like with Sheila's career path that it's it's feeling a bit like a Sesame Street episode. Like Grover needs a job. Yeah. And he's going to go to every person on Sesame Street and work for them until like he's going to go to Oscar and pick up Oscar's trash. Oh, he doesn't like that. Okay, now he's going to go to Big Bird. He's going to clean Big Bird's nest. No, And it's like Sheila's going to every person on the street working for their business. I did have a question about this actually, which I forgot about last time for reasons of not having any brain ability last time. Um, wasn't she helping previous boyfriend, other rich man, with the development promotion at some point? I don't know um, if helping's the right word. Do you mean Clive? Yes. Um, Ginger Fox. Um, I think that she was. She was doing something. Some kind of promotion. She for was it. trying to get involved in his thing so that. She could get involved with his thing. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was yeah. The, the public MRI scheme or whatever it is. She was no. going. Oh, the health thing. That's what it that was. was. Health, yeah. No, it was the wing. The, oh, yeah, the, the wing. The the, 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 the easy wing. The Carl Kennedy wing. Yeah. The cancer wing that turned into the motelness center. That chef's chef Steph's now leaving. Yeah, <sighs> I'm exhausted. Okay, so like Sheila's a surprisingly busy lady. Yeah, yeah. Uh, exhausted from Leo's and Chloe's sex life. That's where we're leaving it. We we farewell Jimmy. There, he's hopped on a plane two hours before they even decided to go to New York. Citizen or Citizen of the Week is the only thing that is left to take care of. If we can all have a moment to think about that. There was one question I wanted to ask Charisma. Of course. Where do you think Sheila should work? Yes. I mean, I feel like what the the paralegaling, I mean, I have no idea what her actual kind of legal background is. but (laughs) She watched her daughter, she talked to her daughter over the dinner table about what she would do at paralegal work and her son's been to prison so yeah i mean she seems quite competent at organizing other people so i actually don't think like working in the pub would have been a terrible kind of fit equally though i feel like she's kind of was like this is my job and my identity and blah 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 
but equally it doesn't seem actually that sad to be doing something else as long as she's doing something. Mm-hmm. So I, don't, I think she's just kind of a go-getter. I think that she just kind of can slot in in many places. So while you feel it's like this weird, like passing her around the places, I think she just gets to show off like fun new talents I, each time. That's kind of why I think she'd be perfect running an Airbnb out of her house. Well, actually, I feel like she and Cassius could like team up and create some kind of odd jobs agency. Yeah, well, like, well, like her son used to have Dialokyle. Her grandson had Dialokyle. Yeah. They could bring that back. Yeah. Amy doesn't seem to be doing much at the Handy Woman's. No, you'd have to get a, a pun going with Cassius's name. Yeah. Oh. oh. I had a quick think, couldn't come up with anything. Cassius in hand jobs? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. No, we need to keep thinking about this a bit more. That was bad. <laughs> no, there's no bad ideas, but sometimes I mean, it, there are. It, it was kind of good. <laughs> Different kind of work, yeah. though. But <laughs> so, okay, citizen, citizen, charisma. Do you have one? I have no strong feelings this week. I was glad that Sheila was in the episode again yeah. because she's obviously the best. I'm gonna do citizen of the week. To I'm gonna assume is the Eden Hills travel agent that everyone goes to to fast track their flights and accommodation when they decide to go overseas 45 minutes before going overseas because that's some efficient work, whoever you are. Yeah, particularly with that, you know, the little visa waiver thing you've got to do for the US. Yes. Only got 48 hours to do that. Mm. Wouldn't have been done. Um, as long as you've filled it in before you get on the plane, it's yes, fine. Yes, it's fine. Yeah. But what if it gets rejected? Also... Well, then they'd send you somewhere else. I would... If yeah. I was doing my job at airport security in America, I'd be like, well, you guys are terrorists. You've booked a flight a hot minute before you got here. Yeah, a one-way flight. What's uh, the reason? Business. What's your business? Toiletries. Toiletries. <laughs> <laughs> and Paul's with you. Yeah. 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 Um, my shitizen is Hot Miss Ali. Hot so, Miss. For deciding that she is going to talk down to her sister that she barely knows all the time. Mm -hmm. And her sister seems not much, you know, worse than her. We we only know that she does better eyeliner. Yeah. So kudos to the sister. Mm. And she's able to keep the boyfriend that Ellie lost. (laughs) And she looks a lot like Ellie. So well done. She looks more like Ellie than the twins look like each other. Well, 100%. (laughs) But yeah, no, she just talked down to her all week and I hate her for it. Charisma. I was actually also thinking Ali. That's all right, you're allowed. For reasons of you can't just bring anyone you want to someone else's engagement party. <laughs> for logistical reasons. Beautiful. <laughs> but it's okay because Cleo made that easier for you by not turning up. So really the numbers would have been balanced. Especially if you didn't bring a present. Put something in a card. Oh, she didn't bring a present? Well, like, you know. Poor, poor, was she I mean, that would have made Ali worse, right? Hey, you should come to this engagement party, but you have to buy a gift. <laughs> Yeah, you don't have a job or any reason to be in Erinsborough or go to this party, but you must buy a present. So that's us. Now, CJ, you don't really drink. No. Neither does Kate. Uh, you know who does like a tipple? Charisma and our guest from last episode, Joe. Mm-hmm. And next episode, we're going to do Neighbuzzed. We are going to do our first <laughs> intoxic- intoxicated, episode. responsibly consumed alcohol episode of Neighbuzz. Mm-hmm. Uh, after hours, and then we're going to do karaoke after. Um, Do you read me? We won't record that part, but we will be doing that. Neighbours pod on Twitter or post a message in our Neighbours Council Facebook group or email neighbourspod at gmail.com. And if you have an episode of the week that you want us to deep dive in because we're never organised enough to decide till we record, tell us. CJ. Hot Mess Mum on YouTube. Yeah, I'm so much of a hot mess. I can't get it together. (laughs) 
I lost my um, micro card for like a week <laughs> that had all my footage on it. Someone should be recording you compiling all that stuff. Yeah. But you're Because I Am Pink on Twitter. I am. Cool. And I tweeted this week about Neighbours once. That's great because yeah. I've fallen off the – yeah. I've fallen no, off you've tweeted yet. more times than me. <laughs> Uh, Charisma is lady office style on Instagram. You can post your fashion, that necklaces that young people are wearing. Yeah, from that shop. And you can... We'll cri- post a lot of side scarf this week just because. Charisma does lots of themes. like theme. Yeah, we have no May themes because I have hot mess May at work. So just like literally nothing but work can be done. Could, could, could you do side scarf week? Can you do yeah. side scarf? What, when does May finish? On the last so, day yeah, of May? Yeah, this week. So basically this week side scarf. If you're going to okay. put on a side scarf, you can hashtag Lady Office Style so by the time or at us and we will probably feature you at the end because that'll be a fun montage. So by the time you listen to this, go to Lady Office Style on Instagram and there'll be a side scarf there in honour of Sheila and Chloe. <laughs> Christmas making one now. Um, and thank you very much to Kat and Baby Archer for visiting today. Kat, we're going to make her force her to watch an actual episode and talk about it next time because she's from our high school as well and can share dirty laundry with everybody. <laughs> um, thanks so much for listening. I'm Baya and we'll chat to you soon. Bye. See ya. That's just the way she is.